Well, happy Friday, everybody. Wait, wait, wait. That's not how I do it. Happy Friday, everybody. And welcome to another thrilling episode of Made Man, your favorite Mad Men podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm out on my back deck. It is very late on Friday night. And I have to tell you, it's actually kind of beautiful out. The deck's wet. It kind of rained today, but it's in the 50s. Now, you have to understand something. We're at the tail end of winter. The 50s are amazing right now. And I'm outside, and I'm not cold at all. I'm actually comfortable, or as I like to say, comfortable. Tonight, I just finished episode 10 of season 3 of Made Man. By that, I mean Mad Man. Yes, the color blue. What does the color blue mean? What does that mean? Was there a lot of blue in this episode? I don't seem to remember that. I mean, well, there was some blue stuff. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I tried something different. I tried taking notes while watching this. And um, I'm going to refer to them a little bit as I go. Um, I haven't read them since I started typing them. And I'm probably not going to stick to them. But the show starts off in the Draper household. And uh, Carl is there talking about going to church and... Sally's like, uh, or was it Bobby's like, how come we don't go to church? Or one of them said it. I don't even know. You see, I'm already, I'm already screwing up. Uh, and she's like, we go to church. And Betty said, we go to church. And Sally's like, we go at Christmas. And Betty's like, we don't have to go every time, all the time. Um, but she was telling, uh, uh, see, this is why I don't want to do notes because I keep looking at them. This is stupid, you know? Anyway, she was, um, talking about her dad's house and how they're trying to sell daddy's house i just i don't know whenever she says daddy we're trying to sell daddy's house it's like come on calm down you're a grown woman and he's saying you know uh don you work too much she's like you're gonna be sleeping home tonight no probably not but so you work too much yes you know why he he doesn't sleep at home and he works too much because he's working too much banging his girlfriend banging that teacher because yes the next shot the next place we go is with his teacher girlfriend and um, while Betty's home alone in the tub, they're going at it. Rub-a-dub-dub. That doesn't even make any sense. Um, but while he's with his girlfriend, she actually says to him, you know, uh, she talks about how a student says, how do I know, how do I know that the color blue that I'm looking at is the same color blue that you're looking at? And I've thought of that as a kid. How do I know that this is, you know, I'm looking at something that is blue right now. And I'm blue because it's blue because I was told that's what blue is. But what if what I see is, yeah, this is, I'm doing terribly. What if what I see is blue is not what you see is blue? You see it and you think it's blue too, but we're actually technically seeing two different color things. I mean, it's a thing a, a, a kid would think of, and that's what this kid said to her. And, you know, Don's like, Don said something like, I would tell you people that uh, people see things differently, but they don't really want to or something like that. And he, he basically did, uh, you know, um, advertising spin and... She's like, do you ever feel good? Do you feel good about what you do? And he's like, nobody feels as good about what they do as you do. Uh, and we cut to the office, and there's a, a new ad for Aquanet. It's going to be a commercial, and it looks like Kinsey is now in charge of the commercial. I don't know if he's directing them, but he was coming up with commercial ideas, and uh, they acted the whole thing out. And it's funny because Don's like, uh, you know, there's too many, too much story on this. I don't know if the women at home would, would follow along. That was really nice. Um, and Betty. Not Betty, Peggy. Um, you know, Don didn't love the idea, and Peggy was like, uh, um, 
you know, what if we did this and what if we did that and made it a little simpler. And he's like, okay. And, uh, later Kinsey comes to the office and he's like, don't, you don't do that. I do my job. You do your job. Blah, blah, blah. He got all angry. He got territorial. He got jealous that she had a better idea. And, uh, but Don, Don also said to them, we got to do Western Union too, but Hilton always takes precedence. Precedence. Hilton always takes precedence. Except we didn't see any Connie Hilton. He was mentioned. Hilton was brought up. We didn't see any Connie Hilton in this episode. And we didn't see any Pete. No Pete. I don't think we saw any Pete. There were moments when people were standing around. I mean, I saw some of the other guys in the office. Harry Crane. I saw um, the blonde guy, who I can't remember his name right now. But no Pete. Interesting. Um, so while this is going on, uh, Lane, I remember his name, finally, the British guy, Lane comes in and gives Don his bonus. And he starts talking about the 40th uh, anniversary of Sterling Cooper. And he's like, you know, everyone's going to be there. You're going to be speaking. It's going to be exciting. Blah, blah, blah. Connie Hilton's going to be there. Um, and then he's told his wife is there. And he's like, he runs out of the office because why is his wife there? The British guy. And she's basically like, I don't like being in United States. All right. I don't think it's, I don't think it's very good. I'd like to go back to England. And he's like, oh, dearest, you don't have to worry. Um, you have a very nice gown. We're going to have a very nice party. And my job is good. And my pay is good. And hubba-dub-dubbity-bub. And tea and crumpets. And now all of a sudden I've changed to more of a Middle Eastern accent. I'm going to stop that now before I get too offensive. Um, we cut back to Don. And guess what? He's banging his girlfriend again. There's a lot of bang-a-tang-tang going on with Don and his girlfriend. And I'm starting, starting to suspect that this girlfriend might be crazy. I hope she is because that would mean for some good stories. There's a knock at the door. He's like, i got to get out of here. Uh, and she goes out. It's a, her brother. And I swear this this kid used to be in Prison Break, I think. I know the actor. I've seen him in things. Prison Break or True Blood or both. I don't remember. Um, and he's like, I want you to meet. And the kid has a bump in his head. And he's like, how you doing? And uh, nice to meet you. Sorry to interrupt. Um, turns out that he lost his job because he has fits. Now, that means he has seizures. He's epileptic. Epileptic. But she's like, he has fits. At first, I thought he was just like a crazy person. He's like, I'm not a junkie. Just have fits, and uh, his name is Danny. And uh, she's like, "We're gonna get you another job." And Don's like, "I'm gonna go for the night." And he's like, "I think that guy Don is arrogant." We cut back to the office. It's like we go from day to night a lot in this episode. And Cooper and Sterling are looking at a photo of a bunch of old guys and a young Bert Cooper, kind of photoshopped in, wearing a hat. He it looked okay, uh, but it's like, um, well, a lot, a lot has happened. 1923, so 40 years. That's when the company started. And, um, Bert was like, you know, this is a looking, I try, I always want to do a Bert Cooper and I can't do a Bert Cooper, but he's like, um, he, he basically, they're talking about how they don't want to go to this 40th anniversary party. And Roger's like, I don't want to have to give a friggin' reward to Don Draper and his smug face and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't even like him anymore. Um, and Cooper's like, really, really doesn't want to go. Now back at the Draper residence, I mean, we're, I, usually I try to stay with storylines, but... I took notes, and I'm trying to do my notes as best as I can. We're going back to the Draper residence. I'm tired. It's late. I've been busy. Look, I told you how I've been working day and night. It's pretty much gone this week as well. In fact, it wasn't until about 10 o'clock or 9.30 that I thought, oh, my God, it's Friday night, and I haven't watched Mad Men yet. This is crazy, and I need to get going. Um, but there's a phone call at the Draper residence, and Sally's like, can I answer it? She's like, yeah, if you do it right. 
She's like, hello, Draper residence, and nothing. Hello? Hello? And then hang up. And she's like, I heard someone on the line. And um, she, you know, Betty's like, don't, don't worry about it, Sally. You don't have to be in your business. Don kind of, he's sitting there. He's there that night. He's looking up. And this is what I'm thinking. Sally, I mean, uh, Don's like, oh, is it his girlfriend? And Peggy's like, who is it? Is it a woman calling for him? Um, or, um, and Sally's just like, what's going on? Why would someone do that? So she just wants to all nip it in the bud because they don't want to talk about it. But later on in the episode, Betts calls, did I say Peggy? Betty calls for um, Henry Francis, that office. And she's like, did you call me? He's like, I would have called you if I wanted to talk to you. Um, you know, don't call me unless you want to call me. I'm trying to do, that's my Henry Francis, all right? Uh, why, did you want me to call you? No. Do you want to talk? No. Um, she's like, I shouldn't have called. Basically, she thought he called. That's why she dipped it in the butt, because she thought Henry Francis called. I didn't call you, uh, Betty. Um, I would have called if I called. Uh, no, don't call me unless you want to call me. That's kind of what I heard. Uh, there's still something going on there. I think they're going to end up um, going at it, too. And you know what? I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad because Don has been a shitty husband for years and he's going to go, he's still doing it right now. He thought he cleaned up. He thought he cleaned up his act. It seemed like the first half of the season, things were going good, but he, he had it to, uh, he, he, he had it bad. He had it bad. He, he had it bad. He was, he was hot for teacher. I apologize for that joke. Um, where are we going? Oh, okay. Kinsey. Now, there's some weird things going on. So Kinsey's staying late for work because he's trying to figure things out for Western Union. He draws a picture of an old guy. Like, old people love Western Union. And he's drinking. He's alone. Betty, Peggy's in the other room. She's dictating for her secretary. I think she's drinking a little bit because she burps. She apologizes to her secretary. Come Writes some ideas about the telephone, it, this being more personal. Has a basic ideas for her secretary to write up. Now, she's leaving for the night while Kinsey's still drinking, turns up some music, and I swear he pulls out a rag and then puts his hands in his pants, and I think he was going to be touching himself. He was going to go to town for, at himself. Maybe that was in, going to inspire him. That's what I got out of it. But he, time goes by. He comes out of the office a little more drunk, and um, he's yelling for Peggy. Peggy, Peggy, and something like, hello? He goes in to the lunchroom, the break room, and there's a guy changing a light bulb, a maintenance man, some guy named Achilles. And he's like, Achilles, that's a weird name. And the guy's like, um, it's a family name. You know, everyone in my, if you went to a, a family party and said Achilles, a bunch of guys' heads would turn. Um, but I am an American citizen, blah, blah, blah. Probably because he was afraid of, you know, like, um, you know, this is the 60s. I don't know if the, I don't know how thing, was it like the Red Scare or something? I don't know. Uh, maybe that was the 50s. I'm way off. But he definitely said right away, I'm an American citizen. Um, which, you know, comes in uh, very, it's very relevant today. But uh, anyway, Kinsey's like, shush, shush. I think he said like, shush, shush, shush. Uh, and then he had this amazing idea, this great idea. He was all excited, the best idea he may have ever had. And he, went, he goes to sit down in his office and he's like, yes, yes, I have a great idea. And then we cut away. And, and you know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. And yes, it happens. The next day he wakes up, he's get, he gets woken up by his secretary at 9 in the morning. And um, what happens? He completely forgot his idea. He's looking for it. And he, he, he knows he had an idea. He's looking for it. He can't find it. And um, he, uh, 
he um, he's losing his mind. Now, at the same time that night, while he while Peggy was talking into a dictator and Kinsey was touching his own dictator dictation machine, um, Don took his money. Maybe he either got the bon he got a bonus from Lane. I said for his you know for I don't know for his contract. That's right, his contract went through for Hilton. Got his bonus. I don't know if he cashed it or if it came in cash, but he brought it home, unlocked it, put it in. Um, put the money in his drawer and put the keys in his robe. And I swear to you, I thought he put the keys in his robe. He just. Sorry, there's like a headlight. I feel like they just pulled into my driveway. I can't quite see it. It looked like it. Maybe they were just back. Oh, maybe they were backing in to my neighbors. That was weird. If someone comes up and kills me, just, um, this was the moment it happened. Just, uh, mark this time. If this podcast, actually, if someone kills me, this won't get online. So if you hear this, I'm alive. Good, 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 good. Um, anyway, uh, where was I? I got completely flustered when I saw those headlights turn in. Oh my goodness, this is real life. Oh, so he puts, I said he puts the keys in his robe. And that's it. That's all he had. Now, there's a lot of quick little moments that go on in the next kind of thing. So he's going to beat his girlfriend. Um, and then they show Peggy doing laundry. Um, and then one morning he, he's on the train. And who shows up on the train but his girlfriend? And she's like, hi. And Don's like, uh, did you call me last night? Uh, you know, and she's like, no, I didn't. She got all angry. And she's like, look, I don't care. Um, he first, he's like, what are you doing here? Then she's like, uh, he goes, I don't, she's like, I don't care about your marriage. I don't care about your job. I just want you to be with me. And that was the first moment I thought, oh my God, she's a crazy person. I can't wait. Something bad's going to happen. Um, but she just, she goes to hold his hand. She's like, my brother, I got my brother a job at the VA. He's going to be gone. And you know, we can, I'm just checking my battery. want to make sure I'm not getting killed. So don't worry. He's like, she's like, I got to, you know, he's going to be gone. You can, I want you to come over tonight and I want you to have sex with me. I added that part, but let's be honest. They're not going to go and talk. Um, and at the same time we see, you know, uh, Betty doing laundry. And then I, I swear I can hear the keys clinkling in the laundry. Like they're letting you know they're there. And then later, yeah, my notes suck. I'm just going to go with what my head is saying. later on. She's doing the laundry and folding it, and she sees keys. No, she hears them in the dryer. And she's like, what's going on? And she goes and takes them out of the dryer. She's like, keys. Now, I remember there was an old episode where she tried to break into that drawer. Well, this time she finally got in. Ladies and gentlemen, Betty Draper is finally introduced to Dick Whitman. She sees deeds of, of houses for Anna Draper. She sees divorce uh, from Don Draper and, and Anna Draper. She sees pictures of Dick Whitman. She sees dog tags of Dick Whitman and Don Draper. Um, I don't think she saw, there was a letter of, I don't know if it was a death certificate for Dick Whitman. She saw all these photos. Now, she's probably thinking, who the hell is Dick Whitman? My, and who is, why Don got divorced? Don has a first marriage. She's freaking out. Carla comes home with the kids. She's like, can you send the kids off a little more? And, um, you know, can you get rid of the kids? Uh, she's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, 
oh, Carla took the kids. She could just see something was wrong. And Betty basically stayed and probably went through everything and studied everything. And then she basically took the box and she put it um, out on the table. She wanted Don to come home and she was going to confront him with it. She's waiting. She's sitting with the box. She's sitting in the room looking at the box, waiting, 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 waiting. And Don never comes home. Why? Because Don's too busy wanting to be with his girlfriend having sex. He's like, I'm coming back. Goes over and who's there? The friggin' brother's there. He's finally leaving. She got a job. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to leave. We're going to leave. And it's all the way in Bedford, Mass. Now, I don't know what the drive is from Bedford, Mass to New York. I have no idea. But for some reason, Don wants to take him. And I'm thinking, oh, good. Don's going to take him or Don's going to kill him. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. Don finally decides to take him. He's like, fine, thank you, blah, 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 blah. They go off on a drive, and he's like, are we going to pull over and get gas? And Don's like, no, I'm good. She's like, uh, well, I want to kind of, I was going to give you the slip, but maybe you can pull over because I'm not going to Bedford, Mass. Don's like, well, I am. And finally the guy says, look, I can't do what you do. I don't have a great life. Um, I am, you know, with I have epilepsy. Uh, people f- think that things are good. And then I'll wake up and with, you know, piss in my pants and a bump on my head and everyone looks at me like I'm a freak. Um, I don't want to be cleaning toilets my whole life. Uh, the, the sister gave him some money. Don gave him some money. Don was like, I wanted to do it right this for once. The guy's like, what are you talking about? I'm not even sure. Maybe he had some guilt for his brother. I, maybe that's what it was. Guilt for his own brother. Um, but he gives the guy some money. Gives the guy his card and says, call me if you have any problems. Which is what he didn't do with his brother who ended up killing himself. I bet you that's what it is. Oh, I'm good. Um, and he just drops the guy off in the night. I think he dropped him off 20 miles outside of Framingham. So they did make it to Massachusetts or close to it. Um, I live in Massachusetts. Do you think I'd know where all these towns are? I've heard of them, you know, and I'm sure I've been to many of them. Uh, I know where I am right now. And what I am is not getting murdered because there was no car in my driveway. Um, So, oh, maybe that was the, well, that's even scarier. Maybe it was the the motion sensor which means either a person or an animal was in my driveway. Cool, 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 cool. I'm totally cool. Nope, nope, nope. Not getting murdered. Hey, again, if you're listening to this, first of all, I can't believe you stuck this long. And second of all, I'm not dead, so that's great. Um, so Don drops the guy off, and Betty's with the box, and you're thinking, okay, now's the time. Don's going to go back and get confronted. No, no, no. He goes back to his girlfriend's house. She doesn't even want to do it. They just want to cuddle, and he does it anyway. He seems to be more excited to be with her he's he's been that way with everybody he's more excited to be with anybody but betty which is just depressing uh meanwhile betty basically gives up she puts the box back in the drawer she puts the keys back into the uh into the robe and just forgets about it completely and the next day don calls he's like hey betty um how how you doing like what's up she's like where were you i told you i had to work for hilton she's like you did he goes yeah I forgot because he didn't tell her that. Um, he's like, oh, I can't wait to show you off tonight. I don't know if I want to go. I don't feel good. What do you mean? He's like, he's, he's like, you don't think I want to go? Because I don't feel good. She blew it off. But um, I mean, she she covered it up, but you could see she was pissed about it. And uh, I think this is going to drive her more and more to uh, Henry Francis's arms. He's going to be like, Betty, 
um, I'm, uh, we're going to have, if, if you're going to call me, um, we're going to have sex soon. I, I kissed you in the car, and now I want to uh, take you on that, uh, that horse sofa that I made you buy, that I, that I inspired you to buy. I, I don't know if I do a good Harry Francis. I don't think I do. But um, so they basically, they basically, I say that so much. So I'm going to, I jumped around and I cut some things off. Let's talk about The Office. Kinsey wakes up. I said he realizes he lost the idea. Peggy comes in and says, um, are you ready? And he's like, I got nothing. I had an idea and I lost it. And Peggy's like, that's the worst. My idea's not great either. They go in and Peggy starts giving her idea about uh, the telegram and about, and Don's not really into it. And he's like, okay, Paul, what about you? And Kinsey's like, ah, I don't know, nothing's really good. And she's like, tell him what happened. He tells Don, I had an idea, and I didn't write it down, and I lost it. And instead of Don getting angry, he goes, I hate when that happens. And it kind of, he could relate to it. And then Peggy said, what's, what's that proverb you said about the, the, the light of, you know, the light ink? Um, the lightest ink is better than the lost memory or something like that. He, he repeats it, and Peggy's like, yeah, that's kind of like the telegram. You get a phone call for a wedding. That's great. It's gone forever. But if you get a telegram, you could you could keep that forever as a memory. And Don was like, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And Kinsey's like, he goes, my God, with his like fake British accent, my God. Um, there's a plane overhead or a spaceship, but I think it's a plane. Um, now, my, when he said my God, I thought he's either saying, my God, you bitch, you, you, you set me up. That was one thought. Or it was, my God, you saved me. Or it was, my God, um, I can't believe you came up with that. That's amazing. I'm not sure what it was. He seemed either impressed or he seemed impressed, I think. Um, but that was the end of that. Now, the whole thing going on with Sterling Cooper is that, the, remember, the British own them. They own most of them. Um, you know, when Don, when Roger and Cooper were talking about not going to the party, Sterling was like, it's not even our business, our, our business anymore. Who cares? Um, but the thing is, the British, it might not be their business either. They called um, Lane and said, hello, good chap. How are you? And getting ready for the 40th. And he's like, yeah. He goes, uh, you, you know, the only thing is every Bert might not be coming. Bert Cooper might not be coming. And the guy's like, whoa, cheerio, rum-tum. Um, that's not going to work. We need all the flowers in the vase. And he's like, why do, you, why do you say that for? And it's because, and then the other guy, who I believe was, the nan, was on the nanny, um, he's like, because we're going to find suitors to sell it, and we must have everyone there to make it look as powerful as possible. Um, so you've got to get Cooper to go. So the British are now looking to sell Sterling Cooper. Uh, is this going to be like a thing where every other year, every year, a new company is going to own Sterling Cooper? Um, but the British are looking to sell, and they want everyone there to make it look as as strong and good to the, in the investors as possible. Lane goes to Bert Cooper's office and says, I heard you weren't coming to the anniversary, the 40-year anniversary. And Cooper's like, well, if I told Roger, obviously I didn't want it to be a secret. Um, and he, Lane doesn't tell him about the sale, the possible sale. He just kind of, it, he, he kind of, um, okay, that car is definitely slowing down in front of my house. Yeah, but there's people, you know what it is? There's young people across the street. That's what it must be. 
you know, I, 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 I'm gonna, I am a, what, I guess paranoid is what I am. Anyway, um, yeah, you're seeing real life, you're seeing real life here. It's 11 o'clock at night, so when I see a car stop in front of my house, I get a little nervous, I'm sorry. Okay, I apologize. Um, but he, um, he kind of uses, uh, Cooper's ego. He's like, you know, if people think you're not there, they're gonna think you're ill, and Cooper's probably like, well, I don't want people to think I'm ill. So he talked him into going. Okay, I think I covered everything so so far. So Betty found the box, wants to um, wants to confront Don with it, but doesn't. Ultimately, doesn't because Don didn't get home in time. If Don got home, they would have confronted each other. But Don was too busy getting busy with um, his uh, girlfriend. And helping her girlfriend's brother. Maybe because it reminded of his brother. I don't know. Um, but. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just, the car's just sitting there. Now, that happens. The people across the street are weird. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to say it. Like the young kids, are, they always have friends and they just sit in their car sometimes. That's weird. They're nice people, but it's weird. Okay? Um, so, that's what happening. You know, Betty's and, her, and uh, Don's girlfriend, I think might be like fatal attraction crazy person i hope so because that would make for some fun excitement um meanwhile betty kind of still has a thing for henry francis and um i'm sure that's gonna heat up again obviously she's calling him um uh sally and and bobby were very fascinated by the fact that to pick uh betty and don up for the party was a chinese man they were like your drive is chinese it was like you know like who cares um roger um, really doesn't want to go to the party, doesn't want to give an award to Don. Bert doesn't want to go to the party, but he gets talked into doing it. And basically, he gets talked into doing it because Sterling Cooper's going to be sold to the British. Kinsey and Peggy, you know, didn't kind of ended up using each other for a pretty good idea for uh, Western Union. So maybe they're going to work together. I don't know. Or maybe they hate each other. I don't know. Maybe something will happen. I don't know. Um, but it all leads to the big 40th anniversary party at uh, Extravaganza. Where outside, um, they're basically, I'm not outside, they're, they're, in a, they're in a ballroom, I'm outside. And um, we see Roger giving a speech. And Roger's talking about how wonderful Don is and how great Don is and all these credentials. And he's joking and he's talking about his mentor and his friend and his, his buddy. And he's going to be with us for the next 40 years. And it's like Don smiling, getting this, this award. Kind of a big shit-eating grin on his face. Roger is giving BS because he, yes, these things are true about Don as far as professionally, but he does not like Don and he does not like giving these things to him. He's sick of him and um, he's sick of kissing his ass. Betty's sitting here listening to a man she um, talk about her husband. And meanwhile, he's like, I don't even, she doesn't even know who her husband is. She doesn't know what's going on with him. And, you know, he's getting honored. He gets up there to give a speech and he's like, thank you, please, please, thank you, thank you. And... You go. It cut back to Betty, and she just looks like you, son of a bitch. She has this dirt look on her face, and then boom, that's how the show ends. Look, we only have a few episodes left in season three. So what do we learn here? Well, we learned I think that Don's girlfriend might be a crazy person. We might end up seeing her brother dead somewhere, and then if we find out that Don didn't bring him, um, something big is happening at Sterling Cooper. They're being sold again. They're being on the market for somebody. Who's going to buy them? I don't know. Interesting to find out. Uh, we saw Jane for the first time in a while with uh, Roger's mother, who did not even know who she was in the car. She's like, she called her Margaret. 
He's like, it's my wife, Jane. Um, I wish we had more Roger because, you know, the guy is kind of, you know, smarmy, but I love the actor and the character's great. Uh, so, yeah, the company might be sold. Uh, well, it is going to be sold. Or it's up for sale. Uh, but the big, big, big thing is that Betty knows about Dick Whitman. That's the big thing. Now, oh, my God, I just found it. The color blue. Early on in the episode, uh, the, the, the girlfriend, the teacher said, how do I know um, that the blue I'm looking at is the same blue that you're looking at? You know, we could be looking at the same thing, uh, but we could be seeing different things. Ladies and gentlemen, Betty is looking at that box, seeing Dick Whitman, seeing divorce papers. She's seeing what Don put there, but she's seeing it differently. Did I, did I, just, did I, did I just crack this? Am I good? I don't know. Did I make the shit up? I don't know. Betty seeing this divorce paper says, oh my God, Don had a, a life before me. Um, he had a wife and he had another whole life. And, you know, he did have a life before her and there were some secrets, but it really isn't as bad as Betty thinks. Basically, this guy changed his persona and then fell in love with Betty. Uh, this woman had, was not a romantic at all. In fact, this woman was like a, almost like a mentor, like a, like a friend, like a mother figure to him. Um, they got along very well. The divorce was a formality. You remember all these things. If Don is able to explain this, maybe he can find the original Anna Draper and explain these things. Things will be okay. But at the moment, Betty's seeing this thing and seeing it very differently than how we know it. She sees that there's a Dick Whitman, and yes, there is some explaining to do with that. But he could just say, look, my life was awful. My family was awful. I changed my name before I met you. And that's as easy as that. Basically, that's what it was. Okay, yes, he took the man's, a man's name that was working with him but in the, in the service and died. But that's like, that's a specific thing that doesn't even matter. He just took it to start his own life. Then he fell in love with Betty. If he could get that through to her, uh, then I think these secrets can be out and be okay. That doesn't change the fact that he's a cheating um, asshole. But you know what? She's going to be getting that Henry Francis. You know she is. So these Drapers, they're made for each other. They're broken. But uh, I love watching them. And I'll be watching them every week. I almost missed this one. It got late. Okay? I was I was working with the Celtics game on in the background. I was like, wait a second. It's Friday night. And uh, I got I to gotta get get to work. And by work, I mean, I got to talk about Mad Men. And here I am, finally talking about it. Folks, I tried taking notes. And you see what happens? It's like I get these notes, and it ends up really screwing with um, my flow. Where I just get out here and I say, rap, rap, tap, tap. Chris, I told you, man. I, I try notes. It's not good. Um, and I'm rambling, and then I see a car pull up, and I stop. But this is real life, man. Okay? You're living with me. You're living it through me. You know, every week, whatever happens, happens. It doesn't matter. Whatever happens, I promise you I'll be watching Mad Men. And I promise you I'll be delivering delivering an episode every Friday, even if it's at the tip, tip end of Friday. I mean, like 11.55 by the time you get this. You probably won't be seeing this until tomorrow. That's fine. The thing is, we did it. We continued. My friends, this was episode 10. We only have a few episodes left and we're done with season three and on to season four. It's like a whole, like, we just keep going. It's a magic. It's, it's magic. Like, we've gone 
from summer to fall to winter into spring. I mean, this is amazing. And you're still with me. And I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Tell a friend. Follow us on Twitter at MadeManPod. You know the website, fansonexperts.com. That's where all the podcasts are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Morrises of all ages, I want to thank you for listening, and I want to thank you for coming on this journey with me as I strive to achieve the rank of a made man. Fabs not experts.